Good evening, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat at night. That's right, a little Nagler at night action. In fact, uh, do I still have that? Oh, yeah, here we go. Ready, people? So that's Nagler at night. That's something I did during the pandemic. That was a lot of fun. But uh, I'm back. Uh, thanks for putting up with me. I know that it's going to be choppy again. I'm sorry. I've done everything I can. I've had a terribly frustrating day trying to work on this internet situation, which is craptastic here in Indianapolis for myself. Uh, but powering through. Hopefully we don't die in the middle of the stream again tonight like we did yesterday. Um, but more importantly, Brian Gutekunst spoke this morning at the Combine here in Indianapolis First, to a group of local Green Bay reporters, of which I was included in that group. Shout out to the Packers for including me. Really appreciate it. And then uh, he spoke again on the podium, which basically he repeated everything he told us uh, earlier in the local session. So nothing too earth shattering, nothing too surprising. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers headlines are going to be made. All the options are on the table. That is kind of the catchphrase from today's session. Um, Brian was asked point blank twice if he wanted Aaron Rodgers back, and both times he pretty much punted on the idea of simply, yes, 100%, I want him back, no questions, which is what his responses have been the past two years, and it is very noticeably different this time around. And I think the fact that he has had limited to no communication with Aaron at this point, you know, save for a few text messages, there's clearly... Maybe not some frustration there, but you know, I think he knew he probably wasn't going to hear from Aaron for a while. Uh, but we are coming up on March 13th, the start of the negotiating session for the new league year. And Brian's undoubtedly hoping he has an answer before then when he starts to have to build his roster. Um, clearly, they have a lot of faith in Jordan Love. Uh, he made that very apparent this morning as well. A few other tidbits, the David Bakhtiari restructure, which PackersNews.com reported a few days ago, that is in the works and they expect that to happen sooner rather than later. Kenny Clark is being renegotiated, so to speak, restructured. Uh, they're trying to work on something there. Um, oh, and Rashawn Gary's <coughs> Rashawn Gary's uh, rehab is going very well. So that oh, most of the headlines coming out of today's session. Um, again, uh, NFL Network already has the Aaron Rodgers stuff on repeat on their network. Uh, Aaron Rodgers himself has been tagged in a Apparently, some kind of uh, podcast about his retreat into darkness, which will be dropping tomorrow. I just retweeted that on the uh, on my Twitter channel if you want to check that teaser out. In the meantime, hello to everybody in the comment section. Good to see everyone. Uh, hope you're all doing well. We got Vex. What's up, Vex? Despite all the storylines, we need some better drafting from Brian Gutekunst in the front office needs to be better. I mean, yeah, I think that's true of every team that doesn't win the Super Bowl. You know, yes, does Brian need to do, and his team, need to do a better job in the draft? I think there's zero doubt about that. But when it comes to assembling a roster, there's more than one way to do it. There's more than one avenue to go down. And I think the Packers have done a really good job when it comes to finding guys like Keyshawn Nixon or Devondre Campbell or going out and getting an Adrian Amos or um, Preston Smith or even Billy Turner back in the day, you know? Or finding the swing tackle like Rick Wagner who can come in and um, or a Dennis Kelly, things of that nature. I think they've done a really good job. Uh, but yes, do they have to draft better? I think there's no doubt. Now, I think you look at last year's draft class and there is zero question that's a promising looking rookie class. 
Now, they got a lot of work to do and you can't sit on your laurels, et cetera. But um, that, I would say, it looks like they're headed in the right direction. But that would be the hope anyway. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? How you doing? Uh, if Rodgers comes back, will they touch Rodgers' contract on restructuring? Yes. Uh, Brian mentioned that today, that if Aaron were to return, they would definitely be doing something with his deal. And Aaron did mention something along those lines during the McAfee thing, though. I remember he was talking about if he was traded. But um, regardless, yeah, Brian indicated that if Rodgers were to come back, they would undoubtedly have to do something with the contract. So um, one step at a time. we got to see if Aaron's coming back first. Hope Rogers rides off into the sunset. Mike, it's a, it's a possibility. It is one of three paths that uh, only Aaron Rodgers knows which way we'll go down. Uh, we need a 2022 Kansas City Chiefs draft for this year. Need to score on a four or five players. I mean, that's the dream every year, obviously. Um, clearly, the Chiefs did a phenomenal job of riding their rookie class, on, especially on defense with those cornerbacks and secondary members in general. Um, but, you know, that's there's more than one way to win in the league. And just because the last season's Super Bowl champion did something doesn't mean you have to do that or you can't win a championship. You know, uh, each and every year is different. Each and every team is different. Vex, thanks for the Super Chat. William Henderson versus Kuhn. I think Henderson. Oh, man. That's a tough one. I, I love John Kuhn, but I, you know, I pretty much I grew up with William Henderson, and yeah, he just did everything, man. I mean, you kind of have to when you're a fullback. Both of those guys you know, were excellent in every facet of the game, including special teams. But yeah, Henderson is probably my vote there. Joe, thanks for Super Chat. A couple of years ago, it seemed Rodgers wanted to be assured that the Packers are all in. I get the sense now that the roles have been reversed. Yeah, maybe a little bit. You know, they, they want a full commitment from Rodgers, but I don't think that's different than it has been. But I feel I feel what you're saying. I mean, I don't think it's stark or anything like that. Mags, how is Indy? Indy's good. Indy's great. Saw a lot of people haven't seen in a long time last night. It was really great to uh, reconnect with a bunch of old friends. And then Wes Hotquits got me into trouble because I was ready to go to bed at like 10 o'clock. And young Wes was starting to give me crap about wanting to go to bed. What? That's like the biggest role reversal of all time. So I was up a little later than I wanted to be. And I blame Wes Hotquits. Mm. Abdul, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Aaron, did you think Brian's comments make it seem less or more likely the Packers want him back? They felt a little tepid. I mean, I don't, they feel tepid because they're, like I said at the start of the stream, they're not as kind of cut and dry as they have been in the past when asked if, uh, do you want Aaron back? Yes, 100%. That has been their answer. That has been the franchise's answer for basically the last two years since his summer of discontent, since that bomb dropped on draft night. Everything the Packers have done and said has been all centered around, we want him back. But now it sure seems like, well, look, okay, let's get a commitment from this guy first, and then we'll talk. I mean, that was the phrase that Brian kept uttering, you know, a conversation. we got to have those conversations. You know, well, I think, you know, that pretty much tells you that the conversation could be any number of things and go any number of ways. And it sure feels like the Packers are ready to turn the page to Jordan Love but they also know that, you know, they made a commitment to Aaron, and if he wants back, then they'll probably run it back with him. And that's the feeling I get. I mean, we'll only really know 
when Aaron makes his decision and they finally have these conversations. But yeah, the tone is definitely different. There's zero doubt about it. And I think a couple of people said this on Twitter today. It does feel like, you know, both sides kind of knowing this is the end and not really wanting to be the one that drops the hammer, so to speak, or figuring out how to make it the least messy separation as possible. Coming along those lines. Quinn, thanks for the super chat. O-line shuffle going to stop this year? I mean, it depends. Like Brian said this morning when we talked to him, you know, rule of thumb, you want to go in with seven because eventually, because of injury and the NFL, lots of times, you know, six, seven guys will end up playing throughout the season. So I think that's just life in the league, right? You would love five guys to play their five spots all year long, but it's not very realistic. Um, he was asked if that where he thought Zach Tom's best spot was, and he very interestingly said when he was coming out, he thought it was center. But then, obviously, he was thrust into duty pretty much everywhere else along the line this season. But he never really came back and solidified that answer. So I do wonder if, the you know, something we've talked about here on Daily, uh, if they're going to try and give him a look at center next next summer. Um, but, yeah, the hope would be, yeah, they'll, they'll find a, a, a group of five that they, they like a lot in each position, and they'll roll, they'll roll with those. But like I said, man, it's, injuries happen, and that's just life in the league, and you're eventually going to have to play other guys, and then those that switching will happen. Um, you know, part of it is a product of backers liking um, versatile guys, so they have guys that can do a lot of different things. The problem for me last year was trying to do things like run Jake Hansen out there at all or putting Royce Newman at tackle. Like, I get you think these guys are versatile, but it's very clear that some 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 of that versatility only goes so far uh, to the point where you're just hurting yourself. Overshadow, thanks, man. Howdy, Nags. I haven't been able to listen to anything today. Is that 12 guy gone yet? Bob Seeker time. Overshadow, no. He is uh, he has emerged from the darkness and has recorded a podcast about it. It drops tomorrow, so you can listen to that. Uh, Ross, thanks for checking out the Twitch stream, man. Is Goot's way of building a team, running backs in D, uh, antiquated in 2023? Is it all wide receivers in O now? I mean, is that Goot's way of building a team? I mean, I get he just paid for Aaron, Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones, you know, took a salary cut and, uh, you know, is their best offensive player. And yes, he used a second round pick on, on AJ Dillon. But that was what, three years ago. Uh, since then, he's jumped up in the second round, paid an, a pretty price to go get a wide receiver. Uh, he's drafted a ton of offensive linemen the last three years. So, I mean, I don't know. I think he just wants a well-rounded team. And yes, the like I said, the Chiefs clearly went to the Super Bowl and won it, and they have a f- fantastic offense and a really young, dynamic quarterback, but that's not the only way you can win in the league. you got to have a quarterback, no doubt about that. But, yeah, I don't... I don't know if I buy that it's his way of building a team is running backs and defense. I think he's shifted the roster towards that a little bit simply because it was so out of whack. It was so centered around Aaron Rodgers for so long. He's wanted to build a a team that can win in different ways. And we've seen glimpses of that. It just hasn't been as good as we'd hope or he'd hope probably. Um, Green and gold. What's up, man? Thanks to the Super Chat. Did Goody have three different meetings with the media today? One local print, two local TV, three national? The the local stuff was kind of in the same room at the same time. He did the sit-down with all the print people, and then he basically stood up and answered all the questions on camera for all the local TV folks. Um, and then, yes, he went to the 
convention center and did the national thing. Bears trading their pick or no? Oh, I would think they would. Um, I think they like Justin Fields, and I think they're going to build around him. And they're going to undoubtedly get calls and receive a package that will definitely, you know, entice them enough to drop down and take the picks. And God knows they need them. Um, but yeah, I would think so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Excuse me, guys. Uh, do the Packers need to start looking to replace Myers? They need to have him compete. I, I don't think Myers is done. I don't think he's, you know, you don't want to throw him out like yesterday's trash or anything, but you need more consistency out of the kid. I talked about it a couple days ago. Uh, I I want him to compete for that job. Um, hopefully that competition brings out the consistency in the kid because you do. There are plenty, there's plenty of tape out there to, to show how good he can be. He just needs to be that good on a consistent basis. That's what Matt always talks about. You know, you put the standard out there, that's the standard. And you expect to see the standard all the time. You can't have inconsistent, inconsistency, especially at center, especially in this offense. So, I mean, if that's, you know, Zach Tom pushing him or maybe a draft pick, I don't know. But um, he's got to be more consistent. Yeah, that, I mean, he doesn't have to be better. Like, his good is good. He just has to be good more consistently. Uh, Abdul. Thanks to the super chat. Is it likely he gives his decision on that podcast? Maybe. I have no idea. I doubt it. Feels a little early, but you never know. I'm sure that's what the podcaster would hope. I'm sure that's what he's hoping you'll try and go and find out. Nuclear family, what's up, man? Goody once hinted that they might not have drafted wide receivers last year if Adam stayed. Are you concerned that if nine is the real deal, we'll stop adding there? No. No, I don't. I think if the draft falls a certain way and there's somebody on their board that they love and it's the guy's available to them. They'll take him if he's a wide receiver or not. Like I think people get way too um, kind of pigeonholed in their thinking when it comes to the draft. It's like, yes, you go in with ideas and needs and what you want to accomplish, but it's a fluid thing. It's a very breathing, living thing, the draft, you know? And if a run happens, I say a position that you did have a big need at, and now you're presented with a top talent at, say, wide receiver. Um, but this position of need, let's say safety, um, there's guys available, but they're way, way, way you know, further down your board value-wise. Take that wide receiver. You're, you're going to get better players and collect better groups of talent. I do think, yeah, sometimes can, can GMs maybe kind of neglect a position occasionally. Yeah, it happens. But uh, I think yeah, the Packers... Uh, more than anyone have shown that they want to collect good football players early in the draft, regardless of their position. Um, Dustin, what's up, man? Greetings from Shadow Lane. Seeing you at training camp. What's up, Dustin? See you at training camp, man. Awesome. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Let me see. Did Myers have a sophomore slump? Eh, it's hard to say that. I mean, he hasn't even played two full years yet. You know, he missed, what, eight games his rookie year. So, I don't know. I mean, he's still a young player, and I'm not writing him off, but he's got to improve. 
no doubt about that. Uh, Vex, thanks again, man. Can we trade away all third-round picks forever? No, no, no. They're going to – I'm telling you, they are going to hit on this year's third-round pick. I have decreed it. It is going to happen. I am manifesting it, as 12 likes to say. Uh, Goody mentioned safety's not coming back next year. Is that Amos Savage? Yeah, I, I heard that. I would suspect that's Amos. Um, maybe Ford as well. Uh, but, you know, they paid, they guaranteed Savage's money with that fifth-year option. So I'd be very surprised if Savage is moving on. But I think, yeah, Amos and Ford most likely is what he's talking about there. He may have just slipped up, too. He may have just been saying, like, positions and said safety's plural and meant safety, you know. But that would be my guess. Do you think the assistant coaches might have wanted to go to the combine to schmooze and maybe get connections for future jobs? Did Lafleur make the decision not to go? Um, yeah, it was definitely, from what I've heard, is definitely Lafleur's call in conversation with Brian and Mark and what have you. Um, but yeah, maybe it is a great networking place. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, I don't think Matt wanted to protect his guys from getting poached, though. You know, if anything, I, I know Matt has used the combine himself to meet people and network and things like that. So. I think mean, he knows what a valuable tool it is, and he doesn't want to stunt anybody's growth career-wise. But I do think, as we've talked about here a couple times, it's just the use of their time is much better spent back in Green Bay working on whatever projects and, and scheme things that they need to work on rather than being here watching guys run 40s and three-cone drills. No doubt about it. Mm, let's see. Do they have a special combine section for punters and long snappers? If so, does Corey know and why is he not there? <laughs> yeah, I believe it's in Corey's backyard in Green Bay. Um, next, how many scouts are present in Indy from the Packers? All of them, Brandy. If you go to Packers.com and you go to the personnel section on the website, go to team, and then you scroll down. There, I think it's right underneath the coaching staff. They'll have the personnel group headed by Brian, obviously. That whole crew is here without fail. Abdul, thanks for the super chat. Are you surprised at the lack of coaching changes other than Gray leaving? Usually after a disappointing year, at least an assistant or two get the axe. Well, they did just lose one of their uh, uh, special teams assistants. I saw I was going to take a job in college. But, uh, yeah, not really. I think because of what Matt talked about at the his end-of-the-year conference, Matt clearly thinks that getting some continuity along the staff from year to year is going to pay off and pay dividends in a way that I think he found a bit, maybe not tumultuous, but certainly because of all the turnover last off season, he didn't want to continue just having new faces and new names and new ideas in the door each and every year, try to get some consistency, try to get some growth and development from within his staff, starting with Joe Barry, but all the way down. Um, I do think that's the idea. Now, is that going to be successful? Mm, I don't know. We'll find out, but um, I don't think it was a case of like, well, we were so disappointed we got to fire people. And I kind of appreciate that approach, actually. It's a bit old school. Um, what else we got here? We got Michael. What's up, man? How many losses to the Bears would you trade for a Brewers World Series title? I don't know. All the ones I saw in the 70s and 80s. Man, I've seen the Packers lose to the Bears a whole bunch, Michael. A whole bunch. Uh, make a break year this season for Stenovich. I guess, but it's always hard when you're talking about assistance, 
especially if they don't call plays, then what are we judging them on? I mean, and what is being implemented and how are they utilizing his ideas and what is he in charge of? We don't know any of that, you know? <clears throat> I just think it's, uh, I don't know, it's been impossible sitting from the outside looking in, not knowing what's going on in the meeting rooms, not knowing what's going on just responsibility-wise, not only from like week to week, but, you know, uh, section to section of the offense, red zone, third down, situational, uh, move the ball, all that stuff. It's like, what, what is his purview? What are they asking him to do? Where, where are the delineations? And is he delivering? Is he presenting tons of really cool stuff that is just being dismissed? Is he trying to get them to simplify it and run the ball a little bit more simply because he knows it'll be a little bit more effective and they're ignoring him? I don't know. I have no idea. It's just hard for me to like, say, oh, this assistant or that assistant's got to go. And it's not just Stenovich. I mean, anybody. I mean, you know, Jerry Montgomery. You know, they they brought in this defensive line help for Kenny. Well, they still got run over. Well, are they supposed to fire Jerry Montgomery? No, I don't think so. I think he's a pretty good coach from what I've seen. But we've only seen very little. So I don't know, man. That's I just It just feels like a slippery slope when you start calling for people's jobs or you have no idea what their job entails and what they're being asked to do, and whether they're delivering or not. That's just me. <clears throat> oh, if 12 retires, would Bankert come to be the backup? I don't know. That'd be fun. But I think they let Bankert go because they thought uh, Etling was better. So I think Etling would most likely be the backup. But regardless, I don't think either one of those guys would be the backup. I think they'd probably draft somebody. And or sign somebody. Um, if Barry's defense hasn't improved, how long will he be around? Justin, at least one more year. Uh, I think the reckoning will come at the end of next season. If it hasn't improved, I could see Matt making a change. Um, but it's not going to, I would be shocked if it happened in the season. I think it would definitely be at the end of the year. Nicholas, thanks for the super chat. The longer 12 takes, the more likely he's staying. I'm not sure I agree with your police work there, Nicholas. <laughs> I, I have no idea, man. I mean, last year we heard on March 8th that he was planning to return. We haven't hit March 8th yet. So it's not like he's taking much longer than he did last year. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think it really matters one way or the other. I mean, when he's made his mind up, he'll let him know. We, we do know the Packers want an answer before March 13th. For me, that's the circle of the calendar, right? Until then, I just... I have no thoughts on the subject other than I'd like to hear from Aaron. That's about it. Nags for QB3. Yeah, all kneel downs. Uh, Vex. Thanks for the super chat, man. Okay, I get it. Last year sucked, but why are we talking about firing so many people? This team is very successful as of late. Yeah, man, I, I hear you. I like It's just natural frustrations. People need to blame people and need to fire people. It was like when Preston Smith had a down year and everybody wanted him cut. You know, and I said, like, at the time, I was, whoa, whoa, he's still a good football player. Like, these guys are still, most for the most part, I think, pretty good coaches. You know, and, yeah, it's tough, man. It's a tough business. And when you do lose nine games, that stings. Losing seasons in Green Bay are not commonplace. So, yeah, when you uh, you put up an eight and nine season, fans are going to get restless when all they've known is success for the most part, especially these younger fans who only know Favre and Rodgers, you know. So I just think it's natural. I try not to 
get too upset about it, but it does kind of irk me that people are so quick to just like call for a stranger's firing, you know? Um, but yes, you know, I mean, we want accountability. You want improvement. I get all that. And pa- fans are passionate, right? It's their purview. It's like what well, they're supposed to be about. I get that. But um, yeah, I'm with you, man. Feels a little, a little quick every year. Nuclear family. Thanks, man. For salary cap purposes, what happens if 12 retires? We use that money for more players, and then he unretires. Man, I don't know. What if aliens come down and destroy us all tomorrow? Man, I can we just get an answer from Aaron first before we even pontificate about anything else? I just, I, I feel you, man. I, I like what would happen. I, I'm sure they deal with it, and, um, you know, the unretirement part of it uh, would be interesting because I think they'd undoubtedly have to renegotiate a contract much like they're going to do anyway if he comes back so i'm um, not going to get too in the weeds with that one <laughs> okay now i know it's time to go doug is up here saying i say trade rogers to the bears for fields and the number one pick fantastic all right everybody i'm gonna have to get going i can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking packers each and every day monday through friday right here on the cheesehead tv social channels please do me a monster favor hit like on the video subscribe to the channel and then tell your friends and tell your family. She's at TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. <laughs>